you think that you can kick me off of our podcast predictions. Okay. So, CJ, I'm going to give you a break on this one. Because you just, you just don't know any better. But Jess, I know it was you. Just because you told me that we weren't going to do this until the morning of the pay-per-view. You think you can just contact CJ and do the predictions without me the night before? I don't think so. So, welcome to Kayfabe Is Not Dead Network. And I'll be your host tonight, Dr. Dapper. The first ever podcast predictions champion. And you know what? I haven't had that great of a win streak right now. Because sadly, I've been predicting with my heart. Now, I'm coming for you. Coming for the W. So, where should we begin? Now, I know there's been some rumors out there about who is going to be in our pre-show kickoff. I know they were talking about Neville versus um, Tasaka. But then I've also heard that they might be adding Finn Balor and the Drifter. But I'm always wondering, what are we going to do with Goldust and R-Truth? Now, I heard that Goldust and R-Truth are going to be on it. So how I'm going to do the predictions is I'm going to assume, since almost the entire card are championship matches, I'm going to assume Goldust and R-Truth is the kickoff. So... I won't do this a little differently than how CJ does. So as I go through each match, I'm going to also talk about what's been going on with Raw. About these car- about these superstars. So, with the Goldust R-Truth match, my pick is Goldust. Now, here's why. I'm loving the fact that we're kind of getting vintage Goldust. Yeah, we're not going to get the, the cross-dressing transvestite. Or we're not going to get the not-so-transvestite, but still the cross-dressing gold dust that we got later after that. But you know what? We're getting a little bit a little bit of that shattered truth. A little, or my bad. Shattered Productions gold dust. And so I'm going with gold dust for the win. Now, love our truth. I love his gimmick. But I'm thinking Goldust is taking it all the way, because rumor from what I've heard, and he might still he might be doing it now for all I know, but I hear he's going to be going to the performance center for some coaching, and so I think this is going to be his great big walk off into the sunset with the Shattered Truth feud, and hopefully it continues further, not just our truth but maybe some other people. But that's what I'm going with. Now, it wasn't on the card, but uh, according to some sources that I've read, that Finn Balor and the Drifter could also be on the card. So I'm going to assume it's happening. I heard that CJ and Jess assumed it was happening. And so I'm going to put in my prediction as Finn Balor. Now, I'm loving... The Drifter's character. He was kind of hit or miss in NXT. 
But since he's come up to the main roster, his look is good. His character is good. I love how he just gets the crowd to hate him so much. But yet he's just an all-out brawler of a wrestler when the fight comes. And so even though I'm pulling for him, I got to give the win to Finn. Because now I would go with my heart, but I got to go with booking. So why would you have Finn Balor lose to the Drifter? Doesn't make sense. I could see how this could catapult the Drifter into a Dean Ambrose feud. But Finn Balor's got to win because Finn Balor's starting to show a little bit of that New Japan Bullet Club attitude. And I think he's going to take it to the Drifter. So I'm going with Finn Balor. Now, from what I my research showed, Neville and Akira Tozawa was going to be the opening kickoff show. And so... I mean, I know that I'm sure Jess and CJ talked about it. It's sad to hear that Austin Aries and WWE have now parted ways, but I didn't really know what they were going for. Like, he's supposed to be this great indies wrestler who's been all over the world winning championship after championship, and you've had him lose to Neville what? three times he's lost at Wrestlemania he lost in a submissions match the only time you have him win I don't, I don't even know if there was a third match but all I know is he always loses when it comes down to it for the title but yet you let him win on 205 and Raw in tag team matches and so I just don't know where they're trying to put him and so it's sad to see him leave because he's got great potential but at the same time, I feel that they just don't have a fit for him now in WWE. And I'd hate to see all that talent get wasted. And so I know this feud that they had was going for a while. And because he parted ways, now they're throwing in Tazawa. Or, yeah, Tazawa. I mean, this should be an easy one. I don't really know what feud they've had. All I know is... Um, Akira Tozawa is now part of um, Titus O'Neil, the Titus O'Neil brand. I don't know where that's going. I feel bad. I love Titus O'Neil. Apollo Crews is starting to kind of rub off on me a little bit. I don't understand Tozawa's character. I don't like what I've been saying in the podcast. I haven't been watching 205. Nothing really on 205 is appealing to me. Now, if they got JR to commentate for it, I might tune in. But besides that, it doesn't do it for me. So I don't know how he is in 205, but from what I see on Raw for that one match or the random cameo now with the Titus brand, he's not, he's got nothing. Who is Tazawa? is all I gotta ask. Besides, ah, 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 that's all I get. I don't even know what that means. Is he dry humping the air? Is he just having random orgasms i don't know i don't know who he is what he's all about all i know is he's gonna lose to neville plain and simple neville's gonna beat him clean 
I I don't really even know if they've even had a match on Raw. I mean, if they did, it wasn't memorable, because I don't remember it. But I'm going with Neville all the way on this one. Now, this match is where I'm interested. Enzo Amore versus Big Cass. So, for the last couple weeks on Raw, well, for the last month or so on Raw, we've had Big Cass and Enzo getting jumped in the backstage. Now, Enzo got jumped the first couple times. Big Cass is getting jumped. Seems like Big Cass was kind of blaming Big Show for it, saying, and I quote, felt like I got hit with one punch and took me out. Then we had that big blow up at the end of Raw. I want to say it was three weeks ago. Yeah, three weeks ago, I believe, where Kurt Angle comes out with the Revival, who is who Enzo thinks was jumping them. And the rival are like, hey, we just work here. We're so sorry we decided to show up to work. And you got jumped. Not our fault. So they let them go. Kurt Angle then starts questioning Big Show, being like, Show, come on now. I trust you. Tell me tell me what's going on. And Big Show's like, how dare you, Kurt, for calling me out. Thought we were friends. Blah, blah, blah. Big Show was selling it for me. I felt bad for the guy. I mean, he's a veteran. He's definitely a Hall of Famer whenever he decides to retire. He got into great shape for a match that never happened. But, I mean, I hope they have some big things for him in the future than just being the big cast 2.0 for Enzo. But he left. Then Corey Graves was saying we had some backstage footage. You finally see the camera showing Big Cass pretending to get knocked out. And then all of a sudden, he turns on Enzo saying, Yes, I've been protecting you this whole time. You're writing checks that your ass can't cash. All those things. And he just gives the big old big boot to Enzo's face. Now, the next week, Enzo comes out and he's like, Look, Big Cass, we're brothers. We're friends. I'm not letting this get between us. We're not going to end it here like this. Let's put this behind us. And Big Cass is like, okay, you're right. I'm sorry. I love you, bro. You're my brother. They walk up the ramp just to get the big clothesline from Cass. And so, I mean, I love Enzo and Big Cass. I think they have a great tag team. Even though even though they always complained and Big Cass even mentioned, because of you, I'm not getting title belt gold. I'm a singles guy. The money, money's on my shoulders, not yours. I agree with him. He's definitely going to get a push, singles push, one day. I like to see one of two things happen, personally. I would love to see, ideally, Big Cass get a singles push with Enzo as a manager. A fighting manager, a bumping manager. I think that'd be great. With the occasional tag team, if they need it. Because I think he, he could be the next um, mouth of the South. Just saying. That's my point. Take it as you want. What I'd also like to see if they stay apart with this feud is I'd like to see Enzo have more of a presence on 205. Now, I don't know if he does, but I think he'd be great on 205. I think he would give Neville a huge run for his money. The crowd will love him. The crowd will follow him to 205. I would follow him to 205. And I think he'll be great. I think he's giving he will give the character that they need 
for 205 to get people to show up not just force them to show up by putting as the third hour of smackdown don't think he got that by me because he didn't smackdown is now three hours they just call that third hour 205 so that's what i'd like to see now about this match i'm thinking there's no way in hell enzo's taking out big Cass. he's not i mean you're giving big Cass this huge push for what to get beat by Enzo? No. I think, though, what's going to happen is Enzo's going over because something's going to happen with the Big Show. And it's going to start a feud between Big Show and Big Cass to give Big Cass the good, strong rub from the Big Show as a singles contender. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know how he's going to interfere. I really don't know how you can interfere by attacking Big Cass and having Big Cass lose. I think they're going to do something to where the ref is blindsided to a KO punch from Big Show to Big Cass, knocking him out. Or if Big Cass tries to attack Big Show, gets distracted by Big Show, and Enzo pulls it off, that's what I'm leaning towards. But I'm not sure 100%. But my feeling, my gut is telling me Enzo's going over because we need to continue this feud. Letting Enzo get beat just doesn't make sense to me on how to continue this feud. Now, I'm just an observer. As Paul Heyman says, I'm just an advocate. That's what I think is going to happen. But I want to see the match because I think it's going to be great to see what happens. I mean, we saw Enzo have a nice little flurry against um, Carl Anderson and the rest in his tag team. I mean... He was moving around gallows, floating like a bumble, floating like a butterfly, stinging like a bee, uh, dodging a couple moves. I mean, he could dance around Big Cass and chop him off at the knees. I don't think it's going to be a squash. I think it's going to be a good 10, 15 minute match where the Big Show interferes and Zoe goes over. That's my opinion. Now, the next match, we start getting to these title belt matches. The Miz versus Dean Ambrose. What can I say? I mean, I like The Miz. He's a great talker, great mouth on the mic. Really, he's a good wrestler. I mean, there's nothing bad about him I can say. Um, I mean, he's he's going to go down in the history as... I mean, he's most likely going to be a Hall of Famer. But he's definitely going down in the history books as being the mainly... The intercontinental guy like that's what he is for i mean lack of a better term he's the ic guy and so i love dean ambrose i think he's awesome i think he's the closest thing we got to steve austin personally and i'm a huge fan of steve austin as our fans and listeners know but i don't really like i hate to say it like what jess says is true some guys just don't need a belt roddy piper didn't need a belt um Really, Steve Austin doesn't need a belt. I think he's only won it three times. But fans still love him. Dean Ambrose doesn't need a belt to go over. And so I don't see him taking this match. I see The Miz winning it. How The Miz is going to win it, I have no idea. They're both good wrestlers. They're both good characters. I just feel that when Dean had the IC belt... 
he didn't fight anyone. Nothing happened. He just carried it around for a month or two. But Miz, I mean, he talks a lot of shit, but he backs it up. He goes into matches week after week. He puts up or shuts up. He does he does what he's got to do to win. Can't fault the guy for trying to win. Um, I mean, his little Miz entourage, whatever they call themselves, the Miz-tourage, they're definitely going to have a part in it. Um, love Curtis Axel. think he's great. I think he's very underutilized as a third-generation superstar. Uh, Bo Dallas. Gonna be honest, had no idea that was Bo Dallas until like I watched it again, the match where uh, well I don't even think it was a match per se, but when they were the teddy bears. But somehow they're gonna get involved. I don't know how, but it's it's inevitable. Same way like when Dean and Miz had their other their first match with the if Dean gets disqualified he loses the belt. It was blatantly obvious that Maurice was gonna be involved. But the build-up has pretty much just been Dean wants to just screw with The Miz. That's all he wants to do. We've seen it before when Roman Reigns was just screwing with Lana and Rusev. Are we shocked that they haven't changed anything? Same thing, different characters. But I think Dean's more believable at it. It's definitely a good gag. Good laugh. Nice little break from the three-hour Raw. But Dean just doesn't need the belt. He's good with it. He's good without it. The Miz needs the belt. And so I'm saying the Miz is going over. Because why would you give the belt to Miz just to give it back to Dean? Just to continue this feud over and over and over again? Um, like I said, I think that the feud will end with the Miz going over. And somehow the Drifter coming in. Because I think he'll give Dean a good run for his money. Uh, have a nice long feud afterwards. And so that's my prediction for that. When we come to the Raw Tag Teams. Now this is where it gets interesting. So we got Sheamus and Cesaro the Champs versus the Hardy Boys. This feud has been going on since WrestleMania. And really there's, it's not a bad feud. It's good. They have great matches, great chemistry. Um, I loved how in the beginning of this whole feud, you had the single one-offs, where it was like Matt versus Cesaro, Jeff versus Sheamus. Every time the Hardy Boys won, they met in the middle, shook hands. I mean, they were baby faces, two baby faces going at each other. Then all of a sudden, Cesaro and Sheamus are tired of it. Bro kick to the face, knocks Jeff's tooth out. I mean, they're just, it's just battling. Strong style for stiff. I mean, what not, what's there not to like? And then they start throwing in gimmick matches. We had steel cage match. I mean, honestly, when's the last time we've seen a steel cage match? Now, I'm not talking about a hell in the cell. I'm not talking about we're just going to wrap steel cage around the ring, but you still got to pin your opponent like an elimination chamber or something. No, a full-blown steel cage match. Pins, submissions, don't count. Just get out of the ring. Classic. And, I mean... I mean, it was just... The way that built up, 
looked to me like a draw, but obviously it showed that Cesaro and Sheamus took the W on that one. Then they had their three falls, uh, best of three match, which I don't even know how they would do that, but they pulled it off. Sheamus and Cesaro won again. Then they start having matches on Raw. Sheamus and Cesaro were taking them to the cleaners, pretty much. And so, I mean, now they're doing um, 30-minute Broadway, I believe. Uh, yes, the Iron Man match. I think it's only 30 minutes now. They don't do hour-long Iron Mans anymore. Why? Well, I don't know. I guess they got to give it to some other people. But I think that what I've been predicting for the longest time is going to happen. This Iron Man match is what we're going to do to break Matt Hardy. I mean, you hear him in his in his commentary. He he pulls the Matt Hardy he pulls the broken Matt Hardy gimmick out every time he does the delete delete and there'll be moments where something's happening you hear Jeff talking you hear Michael Cole talking Corey Graves Booker T and then you just hear a little bit of broken Matt Hardy come out Ooh, excellent I mean come on it's gonna happen then I've been saying it you have to separate them like they did in the cage Jeff's on the outside Matt's on the inside with Cesaro and Sheamus just beating the dog piss out of them. And they almost broke him. But I think this Iron Man match is what's going to break Matt Hardy. I think Cesaro and Sheamus are going over just because the Hardy boys don't need the title belt. They've already had it. They don't need it. They need to give Cesaro and Sheamus the rub, the push they need to continue on being great tag team champions. So I think Cesaro and Sheamus are going over. And I think we're finally going to get some broken Matt Hardy. If not, we're going to get pretty damn close. Um, the Seth Rollins-Bray Wyatt match. I don't understand why we're doing it. I mean... You get... You get great promos from Bray Wyatt. But they don't lead up to anything. Eater of Worlds, I lose. I'm a god among men. I lose. I set chairs on fire when I'm going to fight The Undertaker. I lose. He's got a 25% win streak. I mean... Let the man win. I hate Bray Wyatt because of it, but let him win. But he's not going to today. And he's definitely not going to on Great Balls of Fire. Seth is going over. Because I feel like even though, like they say on the Steve Austin podcast, who is Seth Rollins besides, oh, I'm Seth freaking Rollins. Who? Who is he? Who? 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 But, the crowd loves him. He's a fan favorite. He kind of has, he's, he's a great wrestler. And he's starting to get a badass personality. I just don't feel that having Bray beat him will make Bray any better. I don't think Bray has anything to gain from it. And so I know they're going to put Seth Rollins onto a different caliber later down the line with Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe. Like, those are their guys. And so 
I mean, Seth's got to go over. How, I, I don't really know how he's going to go over, but he will. And Bray doesn't need the win. As WWE has told us, 75% of the time, he never wins. Why does he need it now? You know? And so that's my pick for Seth Rollins, Bray Wyatt. Now, the women's championship match. Alexa Bliss is a great champion. You guys know how I feel about Sasha Banks. Title belts her Achilles heel. You give it to her, she breaks something, gives it up. She give it to her, she loses Monday, next Monday. Like, what are we going to do with her? We can't really get rid of her. She's a fan favorite. She's a good wrestler. She really is. But we already have a Bailey. They need to bring back the boss, Sasha Banks. The heel, Sasha Banks. And then we're talking. But, pretty much, there, I don't even think there is a feud between them. I mean, we had a great showing of a women's gauntlet match. Where Nia Jax took out Mickey James. She took out Bailey. She took out Emma. She took out Dana Brooke. She went 30 minutes. Now, I'm not a huge Nia Jax fan. She impressed me that night. And then Sasha Banks came out. And I was like, no. They're really going to have Sasha go over? I mean, I'll give them this. I don't think Nia Jax needs the title belt right now. I still think she's too green. My Just my opinion. I don't know too much about the inner workings of wrestling. Like match-wise, setting up a match, telling a story. But I can see the holes in her moveset. As in headbutting the turnbuckle but missing it by a mile. I know they have the long hair to cover it. That's why a lot of wrestlers had long hair. But I feel like she just needs to tighten it up. She tightens up her moveset. Tightens up her skills. She'd be the next Andre for women. It's inevitable. But just not now. Not today. And not Great Balls of Fire. Does she need the belt? And so I mean. I don't know how Alexa Bliss was going to be able to fight Nia Jax for the win. So I mean it's a, it made sense why they gave it to Sasha. That's all I really know about their background feud. Um, Alexa Bliss is a great heel. A great women's champion. Probably one of the best I've seen since the brand split. Charlotte was great when she was a heel. I wasn't really a fan of the babyface Charlotte NXT champ. I loved the heel NXT champ Charlotte. And I loved the heel Alexa Bliss champion. I think she's great. I think she's got all the potential in the world to carry this on forever. I mean, obviously not. they're not going to do it forever, but she can go a long time. And since Sasha Banks really doesn't have stake in this, i got to give it to Alexa. Alexa Bliss is going over. So we got two more matches. Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman. An ambulance match. Now, I said it before, and I'll say it again. When Braun Strowman 
hurt his elbow, hurt his shoulder, running by shoulder blocking the ambulance door, knocking it off, going into the Home Depot boxes. And he was out for a while. I told Jess, I told CJ, and I told you guys, the viewers, they need to periodically throughout week by week on Monday Night Raw. He was going to be out for six months, I think. They needed to have foreshadowing of Roman walking backstage, double taking, seeing an ambulance on center blocks, seeing an ambulance tipped over, seeing an ambulance, seeing somebody wear a Braun Strowman t-shirt, something, just foreshadowing. What do they do? Middle of a Roman Reigns match, you hear sirens, and then Braun comes out, beats the tar out of Roman Reigns. Says, I'm not through with you yet. Or I'm not finished with you yet. And just takes him to town. And it was awesome. It was... It... I'm speechless. That's how good it was. So... I think now for this ambulance match... Roman's healed. Braun, I suppose, I'm assuming he's healed. It's gonna be a... It's gonna be a slobber knocker. Only thing I think of to say. But it's going to be a great match. I don't know how Roman Reigns is going to throw Braun Strowman into the ambulance if he knocks him out. They mentioned it on last last week's Raw. He went through a table. He's up. How is Roman Reigns going to get that 300 plus pound weight of just dead weight into an ambulance? I don't know how he's going to do it. And so, with that being said, and the fact that Braun Strowman has now just come back, he's healed, he's at 100%, how are you going to have him lose to Roman Reigns right off the bat? It makes almost as much sense as having Sting come to WWE and lose on the grandest stage of them all to Triple H. With the help of the NWO, which made no sense. Because the black and white sting fought the NWO. That's my soapbox for that. So. Why would you bring Braun back just to beat him? He's a monster. Monster among men. He would be huge against Brock. Or huge against Samoa Joe. Why would you have him lose to Roman? I think he's going to beat Roman. I think it's not going to hurt Roman one bit. He's still going to get a huge pop from the fans, whether it's boos or cheers. They love him. He's rubbing off on me. He's getting better on the mic. He's getting way better in the ring, having great matches. He doesn't need it right now. Braun needs the win. Braun needs the momentum to carry him forward to being an like an indestructible force. Enough said. Braun going over in the ambulance match last but not least for the universal championship which is finally being defended for the first time since Wrestlemania God forbid a champion defends more than once in what three months but we got Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe. 
this is an Attitude Era fan dream. You got Samoa Joe. Finally, the Hand of Destruction is here. He's coming out. I mean, I'm so tired of watching wrestlers come out to the ring being like, I'm coming for you. Climb up onto the apron. Brock does it. Climbs onto the apron. Not today. I fight on my terms. And you get Samoa Joe. Get right up in his face. Double leg takedown. Matches. Not even a match. Just came out the spit game. Double leg takedown. Heyman in the coquina clutch. And I mean... Oh my god, the promos, the promo battles are amazing. It's honestly, I know Jess and CJ always say, oh, SmackDown's better, SmackDown's better. If they did not have Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar going back and forth with Paul Heyman, they're right, SmackDown's better. That 10-minute segment is better than any two hours of SmackDown I've seen. I mean, you got Paul Heyman and Samoa Joe going at each other in the ring. Then Samoa takes the mic down. They get close to where it's like, are we supposed to be hearing this? And he's like, tell Brock what it feels like. Huh? Go to sleep. Go to sleep. I mean, that's awesome. Amazing. And then you got Brock being like, you think I'm scared of you? Coming after Paul? I'll see you. I'll see you in the ring. Brock comes out. Samoa locks him up. Coquina clutched him. He tried to get out. Didn't work. Samoa took him down. Then they meet in the ring. That's when he did the double leg takedown. So it was the Paul Heyman, the double leg takedown. He sprawled, sprawled against Brock, blocking Brock's double leg takedown. When has Brock not done a double leg takedown and succeeded? Then. Who? Against Samoa Joe. Then they had the Coquina Clutch on the ramp against with Brock. He is just that thorn in his side. And then they have that amazing split screen uh, commentating with Brock and Paul Heyman on one side, Samoa on the other answering questions. And Samoa is just like, you know what? I'm done with this. Mike's off. Mike's off. And he's just going. Brock! Brock! Lesnar, where are you? And I'm just like, oh my god. It's the Attitude Era. It's back, thank you. And he's just going to town looking for him. Let's go! Let's go! And then he finds him. They have to pull him off. They separate him. They don't even get him touch. It's just that, ah, oh, no, I can't. No, I can't. And <sighs> gives me just gives me goosebumps thinking about it. But it's gonna be a great match. It's sad. It's so sad that it's just a, it's just a a championship match with no rules. I mean, no nothing, no gimmicks. I wish I wish it was a no disqualification. I wish it was false count anywhere for the title. I mean, 
that's just amazing that would be the best the best match they could ever have and I hope they do it I hope they do something to where I don't know I mean you got Brock in one corner he got Samoa Joe in the other corner it's a dream match it's tough to say who's going over I feel that if Samoa Joe goes over the feud will continue but Brock wouldn't push for a gimmick type match so it's kind of like you have a 1v1 match Samoa Joe wins gets the title 1v1 match Brock wins the title I don't see where that goes I think what's going to happen booking wise now this is when I have to take the heart out of the equation booking wise Brock goes over it just fuels the rage of Samoa Joe being like I went to Suplex City and I'm still here the same kind of rage we get with Roman Reigns the same rage that we're seeing with Finn Balor being like I never lost my belt you took it because I tore my shoulder I feel that when Brock goes over Samoa Joe is just going to be coming down the ring coming down to the ring every Monday night calling Brock out attacking him from behind to where Brock he's like I'll fight you anytime anyplace anywhere and they say I'll see you at SummerSlam because I think that's a Raw pay-per-view and it just be no disqualification Falls count anywhere. The dream of dream matches. But they don't need to do it month after month after month. They can put some time between it. I prefer that they put time between this. So that it's not next pay-per-view. But maybe the pay-per-view after that. And do what I want Samoa Joe to do. Samoa Joe to do to Seth Rollins. Interfere. Interfere in Brock's future matches. Just piss him off. Throw Coquina clutches all around. Stunners for everybody. Coquina clutches for everybody. I mean, I think it'll be amazing. My heart is rooting for Samoa Joe because he needs it. I believe he needs it. Booking wise, I'm going Brock. Brock for the win. So, just as a recap, I got Brock Lesnar going over Samoa Joe. I got Braun Strowman going over Roman Reigns, Alexa Bliss over Sasha Banks, Seth Rollins over Bray Wyatt, Sheamus and Cesaro breaking the Hardy Boys. Now I'm not saying break up, I'm saying breaking Matt Hardy. I got The Miz going over with Dean Ambrose, I'm sure The Miz Tourage is going to interfere. I got Enzo going over Big Cass. Because I feel the big show is going to come down and start something. I got Neville going over Akira Tozawa. Because I have no idea who Akira Tozawa is. Um, for possibilities. I got Finn Balor beating Drifter. And I got Goldust beating R-Truth. Those are my predictions. Now I know that... Jess has picked Finn 
Neville, Enzo, Miz, Alexa Bliss, Seth Rollins, I believe he picked Roman, I'm not sure about that, I asked him, he said Seth, and I said Seth's not in the match, but hey, who am I to question our champion, even though you didn't let me in this pay-per-view predictions, coming for you by the way. He's got Cesaro and Sheamus, and he's got Samoa Joe. So where me and him differ is the Samoa Joe match, pretty much. I'm assuming he's going to pick Goldust, just because Jess is that kind of guy. Now, I know CJ's got Finn, Neville, Big Cass. He's got Seth, The Miz... Sheamus and Cesaro, Alexa Bliss, Braun, and Brock Lesnar. So pretty much what it comes down to, and I'm assuming he's going to pick Goldust too, but what it comes down to is Jess picked Samoa Joe while me and CJ picked Brock Lesnar and Jess picked Big Cass. No, Jess picked Enzo with me. While CJ picked Big Cass. So those are the two matches that are going to determine who the champion is going to be. So, with that being said, is CJ finally going to pull off a win with the Big Cass W and a Brock Lesnar win? Is Jess going to pull off the win and seal... His fate as the longest reigning podcast prediction champions. Oh God, I hope not. With his Enzo Amore and Samoa Joe win. Or is your boy, Dr. Dapper, going to pull off the two-time, two-time, two-time podcast prediction championship? Now... Some might say the length of the rain is better. Some might say the frequency of the rain is better. We'll find out. But like I said, I hope Samoa Joe wins. I would love to see Samoa Joe win. The only reason why my night will be ruined if Samoa Joe wins is because Jess wins. That is the only reason why my night will be ruined if Samoa Joe wins. I just... I don't see the booking going that way. So, with that being said, your first time ever podcast predictions champion will be signing off. God, I hope I win this. I cannot listen to Jess one more time. But you know what? When I win, and that belt comes home to where it belongs... There's going to be a new champion in the podcast predictions. A new champion. A new face to the Kayfabe Is Not Dead Network. Changes on the horizon. And Jess, don't you ever, ever try and count me out 
of a podcast predictions again. <laughs>